News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask them about that no-fear lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Follow the show on Facebook. Search On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. All one word, On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. And um, we are broadcasting here live in our KHMO studios in Quincy on this Saturday, December. Can you believe it? December 3rd. And we have... Uh, championship weekend uh, in college football. Uh, there is a ton to get to here as uh, as we uh, we start the show. As always, we look ahead. We'll have NFL. Uh, we'll talk Team USA. Uh, but first, I got to get started with um, with with something that I didn't think I would start my show with a couple weeks ago. If you told me World Cup and, and you know going on during football season, like no, 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 football's gonna start and dominate always, but. I feel I feel the bug in me. I feel the pride. I feel the patriotism. Let's get started. Hespin headlines number one with Team USA. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Yeah, I just have to do it. Team USA right now has got to lead my show. Christian Pulisic and Team USA men's soccer playing the uh, the Netherlands as we speak. Uh, 9 a.m. here this morning, uh, trying to keep an eye on the game. I want to get my thoughts out before this game really got underway. And I'll just say this. My my feeling on this is the USA has already won. The USA has already won this World Cup because uh, for we know for women's soccer in this country, we are dominant. If the United States women's team didn't make it out of group play, it would be an utter disaster. For the men just to make the tournament, it was a victory after missing it in 2018. And to get out of group play feels like a win, especially with this young squad, uh, Adams, Pulisic, Wea, McKinney. These are guys that will play now for Team USA, represent Team USA uh, over the next four years into the 2026 World Cup where they will be in their mid-20s, late-20s, veterans uh, playing for big-time clubs across the world, and, um, and and a team that will be ready to compete uh, on the national stage with real expectations and real weight and pressure being the host country, right? Being the country that is hosting the World Cup in 2026, um, along with, you know, Mexico and, and Canada or whatever. But it's going to be America. I mean, we know when the finals come in the round of 16, these games are going to be played on American soil. It's going to be... An incredible, incredible event. And we now have a team that has gained enough experience, found a way as a young team to come together uh, to play really well, I think, overall in the group stage. If you're going to – listen, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here try to analyze soccer, right? You know I'd be making a fool of myself if I sat here and said, oh, I know uh, 
the movements on the field, and I know what these players are doing. But I'll just say this from a guy who watches the occasional Premier League soccer game, and, you know, go Tottenham Hotspurs. I have my team, Harry Kane, and all those guys. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll watch uh, World Cup action, we'll watch Olympic soccer. Uh, so, as someone who's a, a very, very, very light casual fan, I'll just say this we haven't given up a goal in regulation. This team, USA, the only goal we gave up in the group stage was to Wales on that free kick, on the penalty kick, whatever it was, you know, Gareth Bale. And, um, and, and so I think defensively this team is young. They run. They get after you. And I do think they get tight when they get up. When they scored that goal against Iran, the rest of the game we were waiting for kind of the outpouring. They had the one breakthrough goal, Wea, that got uh, pulled back because he was offsides. But this team does play pretty tight offensively after they score a goal. And they get a, they get aggressive. You know, we saw them get one up in Wales, and they got really tight in the second half. Same thing kind of against Iran, but they were able to hold on tight and play good defense against Iran down the stretch. I don't know what they're going to do against the Netherlands. Of course, I bet them to beat the Netherlands. I'm, I am you bleed USA uh, to my core. Uh, and it's fun to be able to bet on the, uh, on you know on your team because you don't get to do it every year. You only get to do it every couple four years. That's even if they make the World Cup, right? And so um, and so, all of this said, what I'm trying to say is it's already been a win for Team USA. The goal of this of this 2022 Team USA men's team going into it, in my opinion, was. Can you can you show up? Can you play decent enough? Can you represent the country well enough? They certainly have off the field. Adams handling that press conference with the Iranian uh, uh, reporter, and then can you surprise us a little bit? And I've been surprised. A great nil, a, a great nil nil score against England, getting the win when you need to get the win, win or go home, and you got the win against Iran. And I know it's Iran, and they are not exactly a dominant world power. But uh, to get a win against that team, that country, when it's a must-win moment, I think Team USA is already won because they've gotten the experience, they've played as a team, and we're starting to know the names a little bit here now. I can list off a couple guys who actually play for this team, and that will feel really, really good for them to build momentum coming into 2026. Now, can they if they steal a victory against the Netherlands... And somehow, you know, going a little magical run here, even better. I mean, all of this now is icing on the cake. That's certainly what I'm trying to get at. Uh, icing on the cake. Pulisic, uh, star, Adam, star, Wea, McKinney, all stars. And uh, you got to feel good this morning as an American, especially if you love soccer. But if you're like me, if you just love watching sports, and I love the Olympics, I like the World Cup because I can bleed red, white, and blue and get behind it. And if you're someone like me, it, 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 this has all just been, a, I think, a tremendous showing for Team USA um, in the World Cup. Steal a victory against Netherlands. That would be great for my bank account, great for the morale, and even more momentum, you could say, um, going into 2026, an even bigger win. But to sit here and say we're one of the last 16 teams remaining, that's a really, really, really great feeling. Really, really great feeling. Uh, you're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, we will jump in. Hesman headline number two, of course, our week 13 NFL preview. It is a massive, massive weekend of NFL action. If you look to the slate, 
Kansas City versus Cincinnati. Uh, some really great games. Eagles versus the Titans. Jets at the Vikings. A ton of great action. I'll give you my lock, my upset, my toss-up of the week. We'll get into all of the games, preview them all, including Bears-Packers. We got a Bears-Packers game on Sunday. So very, very excited going into Week 13 NFL action. We're broadcasting live and local in uh, KHMO Studios here in the heart of Quincy, Illinois. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. This season, get 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask them about that no fear lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. I actually just talked to Levi Billman, uh, the uh, general sales manager over there at the Hyundai store. He was telling me they just got in their biggest allocation of new Hyundais in like the last year a ton of new vehicles on the lot just in time for the holiday season put a big red bow on a new vehicle purchase for yourself or a loved one in your family stop by cunis hyundai tell them mark sent you 221 north 36th street in quincy all right welcome on back we're done talking soccer now let's jump into uh the meat of this show you know the drill it's an nfl week 13 preview Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. As we look ahead to week 13 in the NFL, this may be the the best week of football we've gotten in a long time. There are some really meaningful matchups, even some of the bad games. You know, you you would typically look at, well, maybe they don't have playoff implications like a Jags-Lions. There's a lot to take away from a game like that. So let's jump into it. We'll go through every game, give you my thoughts on it. I'll try to pick some uh, winners for you. I'm 11-9 and on the season gambling with my upset and my lock of the week. I feel good about my upset. The locks are tough. There are not a lot of favorites that I love this week. Uh, Let's try our best. Let's jump into it. Let's have some fun, and uh, let's get into it. Steelers at Falcons, game number one. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, favored by a point in Atlanta coming off their big Monday night football win. I like the Steelers' defense in this game against Atlanta. I think that the Steelers are very used to dealing with a mobile quarterback and, uh, and game planning for a mobile quarterback, they see the best mobile quarterback twice a year in Lamar Jackson. So I, I, I have faith that the Steelers' defense, T.J. Watt, will be able to control Marcus Mariota, handle the run game, and clamp down on Atlanta's uh, really weak receiving core now. You know, there's, there's uh, no Kyle Pitts. They've been without Calvin Ridley all year, and then they traded him. I really like uh, Kenny Pickett, the growth that I saw on Monday night. I think this could be a Kenny Pickett uh, breakout game as well. Maybe a couple touchdown passes. Uh, The uh, run game for the Steelers really got going on Monday night football as well. The Falcons are in a weird spot. They're actually not out of their own division, and yet they're in a rebuilding year. Just goes to show you how bad the NFC South has been this year. I like the Steelers. I like them to cover... I like them to win on the road in Atlanta. And the Steelers find themselves a frisky 5-7 and seven late in the year. A couple wins in a row from Kenny Pickett. Got Steelers fans believing. I like the Steelers to take down the Falcons in Atlanta. 
Bears hosting the Packers. Uh, this game, I think, is still going to be a, a game-time decision on Justin Fields' quarterback play, Aaron Rodgers. Listen, I'd love to see my Bears get a win at home against the Packers, and I think they will. Uh, this is just one of those games that uh, no matter uh, – if, if Justin Fields is playing, you take the Bears. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is playing – I think that the Packers will show a little bit of life. Pack, you know, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears historically, but I think this is one of those games where Justin Fields uh, wants to put a stamp on his season and this kind of breakout season for him in year two. And uh, this Bears team defensively is bad. The Packers defense is probably the best unit in all of this game, but I don't think the Packers defense has seen and can handle a, a quarterback like Justin Fields. Justin Fields, when healthy, has been able to put up points, run the football. Uh, the Bears are going to try to get everything out of David Montgomery because it doesn't look like the Bears are that interested in re-signing David Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery with, with no Khalil Herbert on IR, no Darnell Mooney. Um, the uh, Eddie Jackson, the safety for the Bears on IR as well. This is going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be a wild game, and I take the Bears at home to take care of the Packers, uh, and uh, the Packers' woes continue. Bears get to four wins, and uh, I don't know if that's going to be the uh, the high mark for them. I could see them squeaking out another win or two to end the season. I know it hurts their draft stock. And I know that's not great maybe for the future of the franchise, but it also I think it's important to see Justin Fields get wins and build off of that. I think the Bears beat the Packers in Chicago. I'll take the Bears in an upset, but it is not my upset of the week. Jaguars at the Lions. This is a really interesting game all of a sudden it's becoming. Listen, the Jaguars have a a ton of momentum after a nice upset win for them. Uh, over the over the Ravens, but the Lions remind you won three in a row and then played the Bills really really tough. They're off a mini buy. I like the Lions at home to take care of Jacksonville. Jacksonville may be feeling a little bit uh you know confident, a little too cocky after that win against uh, the Ravens. The Lions having a mini buy to kind of get right after the Thanksgiving game. Uh, to focus on the Jaguars. This Lions defense playing a little bit better. Uh, they can score with anyone. Uh, the Lions putting up uh, big numbers. Amon Ronsay Brown and, and uh, Jared Goff have really had a great connection. Williams and Swift, two-headed monster at the running back position. The Lions getting uh, their guy, their first-round pick, maybe even back for this game. I like the Lions at home, especially as home underdogs to a Jaguars team that is playing good. Trevor Lawrence is really ascending and kind of starting to uh, slowly turn into what we all thought Trevor Lawrence would be. And I like what both these teams are building. I like the direction that both these teams are headed. Uh, I think it's a fun game. Close game. I think it's a high-scoring game. And I think the Lions will pull out a win at home uh, over the Jaguars. Jets-Vikings, who would have thought at the beginning of the season that Jets-Vikings week 13 would be must-watch and that uh, and that Zach Wilson would be a no-show for this game. I love the Jets. They are my upset of the week. They are underdogs. They're getting three points in Minnesota. 
Will the Jets win the game? I don't know, but I, I like them with the three points. I think this game is really close. The Vikings have been playing close games. They are they they are historically a weird fr- uh, a team right now. They are the only they are the historically the worst point differential for a nine and two team ever in NFL history. So they're winning games, but they're barely winning them, and in their losses, they're getting blown out. So I like the Jets to keep this close. The Jets' defense is very good. Uh, obviously, Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in football right now. Uh, so I think there's going to be high. I think there's going to be moments where this game goes back and forth, high scoring. I think Mike White is playing with a confidence, and he's got the the kind of backing of his team. I like the Jets to keep it close. I like the uh, I like the uh, Jets defense to be able to hold the Vikings in check minus Justin Jefferson. No one can hold him in check right now. But I think it's a fun matchup to think about Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson, Mike White versus Kirk Cousins. Who makes the mistake? It's a noon game, so Kirk Cousins usually shows up and wins these games. Uh I like the Jets to upset the Vikings. I'll take them in a winning effort. Jets 24, Vikings 21 in an upset for the Jets who keep their playoff hopes alive. And the Vikings give us even more to ponder about their kind of weird season as uh, they are are struggling to get a stranglehold and a firm footing as favorites in the NFC. I think the Jets find a way to upset the Vikings in Minnesota. They are my upset of the week. I'll take them in true upset fashion to actually beat the Vikings as well. Commanders Giants. 7 and 5 Commanders at the 7 and 4 Giants. Washington is favored by two and a half, and I like Washington to win this game. Uh, by about that. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think both these teams want to run the ball and uh, find their weapons for you know uh, big breakout plays. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Saquon Barkley. I think the Giants also are in a similar spot where they like Saquon Barkley a lot. They're going to use him and abuse him all this year. The kind of the Bears doing with David Montgomery. And if they, you know, can get him at a discount, they'll resign him. But I don't think the Giants are looking to break the bank for Saquon. I'll say this. Whoever wins this game uh, can really put a uh, themselves in the driver's seat for a, good, a wild card spot in the NFC. The loser of this game is not out of it by any means. But the Commanders and the Giants play again in a couple weeks. And I think um, it, it, one of these teams, and I think it's going to be the Commanders, I think the Commanders are playing better football right now. They're a more complete team right now with a with a more well-rounded quarterback. And Daniel Jones can run the ball effectively, yes. But when it comes to actually having to make plays and lead your team to a victory, I, I do trust Taylor Heineke right now and the weapons he has uh, with Scary Terry and, and, uh, and their rookie wide receiver in Washington – more than I trust uh, the Giants right now and Daniel Jones being able to do that. Commanders, I think, will win the sweep the season series against the Giants and take control of the uh, of the playoff spots available. The Giants may still make the playoffs depending on what happens with Seattle because the rest of the NFC is just such a disaster. Uh, but I think the Commanders are the real NFC team in the in the wild card that you have to kind of look out for of the NFC East with the uh, with the Cowboys, I don't fear the Giants, 
I think the commanders expose the Giants, get a win. Your defense is coming together, playing really good football right now. Chase Young back and healthy. I like the commanders over the Giants in the Meadowlands. Yeah, in East Rutherford, in New Jersey. And uh, I'll take the uh, commanders with a road upset win. I mean, they're the favorites, but I still think it's a road win. It's a big win for the commanders over the Giants. Titans at the Eagles. Huge, huge game. One of two massive uh, games that feel like big-time playoff matchups. Titans at the Eagles. Titans coming after the loss at home against Cincinnati. This is a huge spot for the Titans. Like It's a huge upset spot for the Titans, right? It's a noon game. Uh, They're on the road. They're playing against a Philadelphia team that is 10 and 1, is the darlings of the NFC. Philadelphia is favored by five. I think the Titans come out and they oh, maybe lead going into halftime. This is a great matchup for the Titans to control the clock. These are two physical football teams who want to run the football, but I trust Jalen Hurts and those wide receivers, Smith and Brown to make big plays in the second half. I like the Eagles to win this game, but I think it's a muddied game. I think it's a mucky game. I think it's a really, really physical game. The Eagles are my lock of the week to cover the five-point spread uh, to beat the Titans at home. But I think it's going to be really close down the stretch. I think this good game could be 20-20 late in the fourth. Then Jalen Hurts takes him down on a touchdown drive to cover, to win the game, and uh, and and uh, and uh, take the Eagles to eleven and one. The Titans will be seven and five, but they will be a really feisty, good seven and five team on a two-game losing streak. I know it's weird to say that you could still feel really good about the Titans after losing two in a row to the Bengals and the Eagles. But I still will feel really good about the Titans after losing two in a row to the Bengals to the Eagles. Watch for this game to be really close. Going into the fourth, Derrick Henry, big game, Eagles run game, big game, physical teams beating the you-know-what out of each other. But watch Jalen Hurts and that uh, Eagles offense and that passing game make the big plays late in the fourth to separate, to cover, and to win the game. And it's a risky game to cover the five on, but I just feel really confident about that's how the flow of this game is going to go from what I know from these two teams. So to recap, my upset of the week is Jets minus three at Minnesota, Eagles minus five hosting the Titans. I feel good about it. I want to get a 2-0 and week to give me some separation to get to 13-9 in the year, and I feel like those are the picks to do it. Broncos at Ravens. The Ravens are favored by eight at home right now. I love the Ravens. The Ravens in a bounce-back spot. Um, I don't know if I love them to cover, but I love the Ravens to win this game. If I'm if I'm taking just a money line, I want to make some uh, make some easy money. The Ravens are it. The Broncos are trash. The Broncos are falling apart uh, on in, in internally. You got defenders yelling at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson only eight touchdown passes on the year. They cannot score. The Ravens can't stop anyone late. But the Broncos literally can't move the ball at all. It doesn't matter if it's early or late in the game. So I really love the Ravens to win this game. Uh, it could be a low scoring. could be ugly. I don't know if I love them to cover the eight. Eight's a lot of points 
for a Ravens team that just is like a nosebleed, an uncontrollable nosebleed late in the fourth quarter. But I think they bounced back really well. It was a bad loss in Jacksonville. Cincinnati and them are now tied in the division. They know that the Bengals are breathing down their neck. And I think that the Ravens realize at this point in time, the one seed may be out of reach for them in the AFC. So getting a home playoff game and winning the division means everything for them, just like it does for the Bengals. These two teams, I think the heat has turned up. The burners are cranked on that oven. I like the Ravens to take care of the Broncos. The Broncos' woeful season continues. And I think this is a type of spot where if the Broncos um, embarrass themselves against the Ravens team and this thing gets ugly, I think the Broncos need to seriously consider letting go Nathaniel Hackett. They need to make a change. They're losing their locker room. Hackett's not even calling the plays anymore for the Broncos team. Uh, This has been an absolute disaster of a season for the Broncos. You can't move on from Russell Wilson. His contract is a is a absolute financial black hole, and uh, and so in order to to start to get some good juju momentum and and start to look forward to next season, I think you move on from Hackett. You try to get some interim things to coach to maybe rally and and get the squad to feel some good vibes, and then you try to find the coach to come on in there to the piece all of this together for the Broncos. I don't know who it is. I don't know if you go a veteran coach who's got some weight, who that everyone will just have to respect in a a personality in the room who can kind of reel in Russell Wilson and then make it all work. Or maybe go a young, crazy, you know, offensive hire to just try to fix the offense because the defense is really good in Denver. Um, I think the Ravens win. I don't know if they cover uh, but I think the Ravens, just money line, it could be my lock of the week. Uh, Browns at Texans. This is uh, a, a must-watch game. We, you know, Deshaun Watson hasn't played in almost two years. And um, to get to a chance to, to get eyes on Deshaun Watson with this Browns offense, the Browns aren't dead, uh, but they need to win out to really have a chance in the AFC to put themselves in playoff position, uh, their schedule's workable, uh, but it's going to take Deshaun Watson coming back and you know playing really well in the football field. I said it a couple weeks ago. The Browns are in a weird spot. The Browns could very well become the Broncos if things don't go well with Deshaun Watson. Now, the Browns will always have going for them, listen, if Deshaun Watson comes out and plays bad and it doesn't look good, well, he didn't have the he didn't have the time, so much rust, so they'll be able to spin that as positive vibes heading into next year. But if Deshaun Watson comes out and looks bad, that contract is worse than Russell Wilson's, it's worse than Kyler Murray's, and all of a sudden the Browns could be this window that the Browns have created with this really good defense in this uh, this kind of great roster could really fall off the map very quickly. Uh, I expect Deshaun Watson uh, to uh, to try to come out and to try to to prove to himself, to prove to everyone that he's going to focus on football and it's going to try to be a football story. That's the best advice I could give Deshaun Watson if I'm in his camp. I'm obviously not rooting for Deshaun Watson. I'm cheering hard for the Texans to uh, show up and upset the Browns. Uh, there's reports that Deshaun Watson's victims are going to be 
uh, in the uh, in the stands in this. It's going to be an emotional day in Houston. It's a, a mess for the NFL. It's a, it's a weird spot for the NFL to be in when they just want to focus on football, and it's a otherwise really great football weekend. I will take the Texans in an upset over the Browns. Uh, part of that is just me saying to myself, I, I, right now, I just I I can't root for Deshaun Watson, and, and that means picking against the Browns. It's the human element for me in this, in this, and I will uh, remove my analyst hat. Even the Browns are a much better team, and the Texans are trying to lose. I think there's also an emotional aspect to the game, a human element to the game, and this Texans team, I think, is going to be absolutely fired up to start putting some hits on Deshaun Watson. Lovey Smith will dial up something, and I'll take the Texans to win in a weird, low-scoring, funky effort. Uh, 20 to 17 over the Browns. Seahawks, Rams, this is an ugly game, and the Rams are an ugly team right now. The Seahawks need to get back into the win column. The Seahawks absolutely are still in uh, in it for their NFC West, the, the divisional crown, but the Seahawks, if they want to make a legitimate playoff push, they got to find a way to get to 10 wins. They're four away, and I think beating up on a Rams team right now that is just completely checked out and done for the year would be an easy way to do it. I like the Seahawks. I like them to take care of business. Do they cover the 7.5? That's a big number. I don't know, but they just need to get back to running the ball, uh, take the ball out of Geno Smith's hands a little bit, give their defense some breaks, this young defense. It's got some playmakers, but they're just young. And so control the clock, run the ball, Get in and out of L.A. with a nice win. I like the Seahawks to take care of the Rams. Dolphins-Niners. What a game. Uh, The Niners are surprisingly favored by four in Vegas. The odds makers in Vegas are telling us that if this was a neutral field, they'd like the Niners by seven points over the Dolphins. That seems crazy, right? Dolphins are eight and three. This is Mike McDaniel versus, uh, you know, uh, his his former employer in uh, um, why can't I think of the coach's name right now? Kyle Shanahan. Thank you, Mark. My brain turn on. This is going to be must watch. Three oh five Fox America's game of the week. Uh, I like the Niners at home. I think the Niners. And Shanahan are excited about this. I think this is physical versus finesse. Same offense, but I'll take the physicality at home. Listen, I like the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a legit threat in the AFC to upset some people. But the the Niners, I think, are the better team. They're the they have the better defense. They're physical. I think they're gonna find a way to kind of beat up on Miami. Miami will learn from this game. They will improve from this game. But I like the Niners at home to start becoming a real threat in the NFC. If the Niners win this game, they may start becoming, they may separate themselves with the Eagles as the two definitive favorites in the NFC, especially if they can win it convincingly. Chiefs at Bengals. Bengals, two point underdogs at home. Nine and two Chiefs, seven and four Bengals. I like the Bengals in this game. I think there's something about Joe Burrow at home, this run the Bengals are trying to get themselves on. 
Listen, the Chiefs may be the best team in football. The Chiefs uh, fell victim to the Bengals' trap last year. I think it happens again. I think the Bengals have a better defense than they did last year. Offensively, Jamar Chase could be back for this game. I like the Bengals in what will be a really fun, really uh, offensively uh, kind of sparks, fireworks type of game. But I think the Bengals have the better defense than the Chiefs right now. This game was in Arrowhead. I think differently. I think the Chiefs would feel revenge on their brains, and they would feel uh, like you know they want to avenge that loss in the AFC Championship game. This game's in Cincy. I like the Bengals to upset the Chiefs to make this number one overall seed race in the AFC much, much more interesting. Give me the Bengals. 27-24, late field goal drive. Joe Burrow with the win at home over the Chiefs. Chargers at Raiders. Give me the Chargers. The Raiders are, are, are um, uh, you know, two-game win streak kind of riding the ship, but the Chargers have a lot more to play for, and uh, they're getting their guys back. They're getting healthy. Justin Herbert uh, he shouldn't be throwing the ball 50 times a game. They need to establish a run game. The Raiders are a great team to do it against. Their defense is very leaky against the run. I don't think you're going to see another 400-yard uh, performance from Josh Jacobs. Give me the Chargers over the Raiders in Vegas. Colts, Cowboys, Sunday night football. Cowboys will take care of the Colts. I don't think they cover the 11, though. I think it's a lower-scoring game. Colts come out fiery, having a better uh, showing than they did in their last, uh, but you know, primetime game Monday Night Football. I'll take the Cowboys, but the Colts should cover the eleven points. Monday Night Football Saints Bucks. The Bucks have got to figure this thing out. They got to. They get the extra time. They're at home against the Saints. Primetime Brady. I'll take the Bucks to win. I don't trust them. They've got to find a way to run the football. Takes the pressure off Tom Brady. Uh, so he doesn't have to throw it 40 times a game. Bucks at home versus Saints. Low scoring, ugly, 20-13. to 13, But Brady finds a way to get it done. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, we'll talk college football and uh, kind of a preview of what will be a mega, mega weekend in college football as its championship weekend is upon us. And uh, we'll wrap up the show with a couple quick hitter topics. We are live. We are local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It's on the mark. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. My whole identity had been wrapped up in being 
a soldier. To have that so violently ripped from me when I was wounded, I was lost for a very long time. When Wounded Warrior Project came into my life, being around the other warriors, people that had similar experiences that I did, it was a game changer for me. Having King join the group, that was the beginning of a really good friendship. It's a, it's a, it's a good time. I first heard about Wounded Warrior Project through CQ. And at first I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I qualify. But having been a part of it, it's kind of taught me that it's not just the wounds that you can see, but it's those that you can't. When you do something like a peer support group with Wounded Warrior Project and come together from different walks of life, man, the growth is incredible. If not for Wounded Warrior Project, I really don't think that I'd be here today. See how we help warriors combat stigma at woundedwarriorproject.org slash combat stigma. The thought of my sons growing up without me inspired me to quit smoking. I talked to my doctors and then I threw away all my cigarettes, ashtrays, and lighters. I started exercising instead of smoking. Staying away from alcohol when I was first quitting was key. I kept on trying. Learned something each time. Do whatever it takes. No matter how many times it takes. We did it. So can you. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. Thank you for trusting. Forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Highs level off around 35 today. Under sunny skies, northwesterly winds, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows level off around 25 tonight, mainly cloudy. Daytime highs approaching 46 tomorrow, mainly clear. Right now, 23. Welcome on back down the Mark here News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cutis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Uh, faith family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Uh, you got to tell Mark Century. You got to ask them about their lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Uh, and uh, when you stop by the dealership, you know, do a little shopping online as well. All right, um, we we get through our week uh, thirteen NFL preview. Now we're on to college football. It is championship weekend here uh, in uh, in the landscape of college football. And to be honest with you, completely honest with transparent with our audience here, I am uh, I, I I did not uh, uh, able to comment on USC Utah because uh, I'm recording this segment of the show on Wednesday. I'm out of town currently in, in this weekend, so I, I I don't know what happened last night. USC Utah, number four USC nurses, number eleven Utah. So I'm going to play a little kind of you know pick your poison. What no matter what happened. I'll just say this. I expect USC to win this game. I expect USC to avenge their loss to uh, to number 11, 9-3 and three Utah. I might sound like an absolute idiot right now. I think Caleb Williams is on his way towards Heisman consideration and being the first overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft. And so I think this is all part of building towards that and, uh, and, uh, and getting USC into the playoffs his first year at USC. Um if they lose, let me just say this. Obviously, it opens the door for Ohio State. Ohio State is the likely um, uh, fit to, to fill that void. If any uh, USC or TCU lose, Ohio State, in my opinion, is the filler for that void. So that's my thoughts on USC-Utah. If USC loses, listen, USC I don't think deserves to be in at that point in time. You can't lose twice to the same opponent. They just have your number, especially an opponent that plays a physical brand of football very similar to Michigan and Georgia. 
uh, which USC would face in the playoff. But if they can show, hey, they've matured over the season, gotten better, know how to handle it, uh, then I absolutely, USC deserves to be in. Put them number four, let them go up against Georgia. Um, I personally, going into championship weekend, hope this is what it looks like. I hope it's Georgia USC in the in the college football playoff. I hope they both all. I hope all four top seeds win, and uh, and because I w- I want to see Georgia take on USC. Uh, you get the Pac-12 in there. Uh, get the best of the Pac-12 versus the best of the SEC, and the number two Michigan. Can they take care of Purdue so we can get the best that the Big Ten has to offer versus the best that the Pac-12 has to offer? in TCU. So that's my hope. Now, if USC got upset last night, I don't know, but we'll just assuming they won TCU, Michigan, and Ella and, and, uh, and, uh, Georgia, any upsets do I see today happening? I don't, I think TCU is in a comfortable spot against a Kansas state team that they've beat. I think this is good. The game's going to be played in Dallas, uh, you know, very much. There'll be a pro TCU crowd there. So really good Kansas state team and a good Kansas state program. Uh, but I, I think TCU's on a little bit of a magical ride here. Michigan, I have no worries about them against Purdue. Michigan, it's in a little bit of a letdown spot, obviously, after beating Ohio State handily again for the second time in a row, just physically beating down Ohio State. Um, I think they should completely rest Corum here. I don't should you shouldn't see Corum at all. Get him 100% focused on playing in the college football playoff and being uh, healthy for that because they're going to need Corum. Um, I think this game could be tighter. It could be closer. It could be a little less uh, lower scoring, but Michigan should take care of business. Um, in the end, again, if Michigan or LS or or Georgia loses, that's where things would get chaotic. I think they'll still be in, especially if USC and TCU still win. I still think that's your top four. I don't think Ohio State jumps a Michigan or a Georgia one loss. I don't think Alabama two losses jumps a Michigan or Georgia one loss, especially when they're playing the extra game in a championship weekend. Ohio State and Alabama shouldn't benefit just because they're sitting on their butts. Now, if USC loses or TCU loses, uh, I, I have I feel comfortable putting Ohio State in because I just know that Ohio State has more talent top to bottom on the roster than those two teams. And I do think Michigan is a really special team. And uh, Ohio State, I think, given the chance in a neutral field, um, could, you know, can compete against Georgia and Michigan and find a way to to win either of those two games. I really hope, again, I don't know what happened last night with USC-Utah. I hope I don't sound like an idiot. I think USC probably won the game fairly handily. I, I, I That's what I'm baking on. Caleb Williams, Williams having his Heisman moment. And and I I predict chalk today, TCU, Georgia, Michigan, all winning. And I think you have a a pretty easy college football playoff uh, selection day for the committee. And I think it absolutely is going to be a really fun college football playoff to watch. I think that, oh, Georgia, USC, uh, or, you know, or Georgia, Ohio State, if it's that point in time, and a Michigan TCU is going to be really, really great for college football. Uh, different colors, different teams, different conferences, and and differently built teams. I mean, Caleb Williams and USC is all about the quarterback. Georgia, it's all about that defense and those high draft picks. Uh, Michigan, it's all about the offensive line and the running game. TCU, spread them out, throw the ball a million times. 
And uh, it, it's going to be uh, different styles clashing. And this is finally what we're hoping for, right, as college football fans. The best team from each conference, you send your best, and they compete against each other uh, in the in the in the in the you know the granddaddy of them all the the college football playoff, um, you know, and the ACC is the other big you know Power Five conference, but they've been down this year. Clemson is not a uh, a deserving two loss team. North Carolina could have maybe you made a case if they had really won and then beat a Clemson, you know, and the end of the season is a one loss team possibly, but they couldn't uh, carry their end of the bargain either. Huge Saturday of college football again. Apologize that I am recording this on Wednesday. I don't have the full thoughts and scopes on the USC Utah game, but you can make fun of me. You can laugh at me right now. If USC lost in in uh, horrible fashion, uh, I certainly didn't predict it. I, I'm all in on Caleb Williams and this USC team avenging Utah. Hard uh, to lose to a team. Uh, twice in a year, especially when you have a quarterback like Caleb Williams. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap up the show with a couple quick hitter topics. Check out the NBA uh, and some uh, some thoughts on on some uh, free agent MLB moves as well. Uh, a couple a couple quick hitters and a little more NFL talk. We're live and local. America's News Talk ten seventy K Chamo. It's on the mark. May the wonder. Hi, I'm EB, and welcome to Heartbeat. Someone once said, if we live in a broken world, why are we surprised when we see so much pain and suffering? 2 Corinthians 4.10 tells us, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. We're broken to show our completeness in God. We die to our sin to glorify the Savior, and we walk through death in darkness to reveal His resurrection. What is hope to you? For some, it may mean more of a wish than a prayer. Like, I hope my team wins the Super Bowl, or I hope I get this new job. Are your hopes prayers or wishes? The empty tomb is our only source of true hope, Jesus. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here, News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to ask about that. No fear. Lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, um, I want to end the show here uh, talking a little NBA. My Bulls are really struggling this year. Uh, the the East is is uh, you know for the most part going as I predicted. The Pacers are like the the Jazz of the East. They're playing way above their skill level, and uh, and they're kind of stealing uh, uh, spots in the playoffs from Miami and Chicago. And uh, I will say this. There's now rumor mills about the Bulls being involved in some mega trade deals. Maybe Anthony Davis, maybe Kevin Durant. The Bulls could use an overhaul. I mean, Zach Levine, you pay him a ton of money, and he's just not performing the way you need an A-level superstar to perform. I do think the Bulls' biggest problem right now is that they don't have Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball was the cog that made this group work. He's the distributor the point, you know, guard to get everything going defensively and assist to just feed 
uh, Levine to feed the rock to DeRozan. DeRozan, the veteran, you know, just you know, can kill you to death with two-point shots and get Vooch involved correctly as well. And so part of me wants to wait it out to say we need to see what this Bulls team looks like when Lonzo Ball comes back um, in the in the second half of the season. And it, and it is rumored that he should be good to go starting in 2023 uh, for kind of the second half of this season. But it may be too little too late for this Bulls team that's just really struggling to even get to 500 right now. Um, if the Bulls were going to be involved with the trade, I would be very pro to see what the Bulls a package could look like for the Bulls to get a Kevin Durant. And if the if the Nets are really looking to blow it up, uh, the Bulls could offer Zach Levine contract control. He's a superstar, and uh, and then you throw in some young players and some picks. Uh, there's a possibility. I think it could happen. I think you add Kevin Durant to a roster with the Demar Derozan, a guy who he respects. Uh, you know, and 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 you 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 know trust the the brainchild. Uh, that is AK and the Bulls front office to build around Kevin Durant. I think the Bulls could do it. Uh, the Bulls have some shooters. They have some players to, to build around Kevin. I think Kevin would be happy in Chicago trying to, you know, uh, playing for that franchise, staying in the Eastern Conference, and um, and trying to start kind of fresh and clean and add pieces and willing to say, hey, I'm willing to be the number one superstar Hi, to build some I'm pieces. Right I, now. 